Are you curious about, interested in, or working within the field of anesthesiology and you are a woman, person of color, or otherwise do not fit the stereotypical image of what an anesthesiologist looks like? Then this is the podcast for you. We will discuss what life is like on the other side of the blue drape for us. Issues most relevant, such as what is anesthesia really? And we're not talking textbook definition. Tips for applying, success in residency, life as an attending, and beyond. Join us each week as we take a dive into this rich and often misunderstood field. This is your host, Dr. Alicia Peterson, and welcome to Sivo Sisters. Welcome back, y'all, to Sivo Sisters where we seek to diversify and demystify the field of anesthesiology all within the duration of an anesthesia break. In this episode, we will discuss the CV. Some of you are a bit dismissive of the curriculum vitae, and it could be because, I mean, it's not the personal statement. It's not the test scores. So, you know, I mean, I'll get to it when I get to it. But Y'all, the CV is powerful. As a faculty member, if I'm pressed for time prior to an interview, I will look at the applicant's CV. I might not get to the essay, but the CV I will look at. So don't sleep on it. In this episode, we'll discuss the four tips for creating that bomb curriculum vitae. Tip number one. When you write the CV, you're doing this very intentionally and purposefully. You are curating your experiences and your achievements through the lens of those skills that'll make you a good anesthesiologist. So what are those skills that make for a good anesthesiologist? One skill is problem solving. And when you think of it, I mean, every job requires us to solve problems. So this leaves the door open for you to list all kinds of different experiences. It's very common for us to talk about research experiences, but if you had another career before pursuing medicine, like teaching, engineering, perhaps now you are leading your student organization or you're volunteering at a food kitchen or free clinic, you are solving problems. Second skill we care about, detail-oriented. Think of an experience where details matter. Research lends itself very well to this. If you ever had to work with an animal model or a cell line, the small things can make a huge difference in the outcome of your project. Now, outside of this, you know, many of you are supporting your family as well as going to school, and it may be a part-time job. You know, the care you are extending to this effort while maintaining your medical school endeavors, I mean, it shows a lot of qualities as well, like the fact that you're enterprising and you take initiative. The third skill uh, that we care about in anesthesiology is communication. You know, we work across the healthcare landscape. We have to communicate and teach patients then we're interacting with surgeons, nurses, intensivists. How well can you convey your message across these groups? By all means, you don't have to have a different experience that showcases each of these skills. It could be one experience. For example, let's say every year you served as a face painter for this kid's camp 
and they focused on kids who had developmental delays. Hello, face painting at a kid's camp shows problem solving, that you're detailed oriented, and you have good communication skills. I mean, how else could you get a kid, especially one who has developmental delays, to sit in that chair? So think about those experiences, activities through the lens of these skills. Second tip, we care about quality over quantity. Nobody is impressed or excited to leaf through a seven-page CV, okay? It doesn't have to be long to be good. And we don't want to read complete sentences in your CV. We also don't want a list of random activities with no meaning. If you minimally participated in a research project, and if I sat you down today and asked you about this project, you couldn't tell me what the purpose was, think twice before putting that on your CV. You'll be asked about it in your interview if you're granted one, and if you can't discuss it, it looks bad. So commit right now to being able to speak eloquently on anything you put on your CV. And if you can't do that, just take it off. We're not, again, we're not impressed with the long CVs, especially if it's full of meaningless, et cetera. No matter how many times I offer this advice and express it, invariably people come still to their interview half-stepping with experiences they can't discuss. And when I say it looks bad, it does look bad. It frustrates your interviewer because that CV should be a wellspring of great conversation. And if you're like, yeah, I don't really know about that, or, you know, I don't quite remember that, you just seeded your CV full of duds, full of dead ends for the conversation. And it makes the interviewer feel awkward. Now there's this weird silence. And ultimately, it's it's like, okay, well, what do we talk about? Because You can't talk about this stuff, which you should be able to. So please don't do that. Don't put yourself in an awkward situation. Don't make it difficult or frustrate your interviewer. Either discuss well that experience or delete it. Quality over quantity. The third tip, order matters. Now, when you're putting information in the ERAS application, it's going to generate a CV for you. So I'm not talking about that. When you have to craft a CV for your letter writers, we want you to focus on where you are now and work backwards. So I don't want to read about your high school achievements in the beginning of your CV. We want reverse chronological order. We don't want to get to page three of your CV before being able to appreciate, for example, that you were in the Guinness Book of World Records for the four-hour plank, you know? I mean, these accomplishments, they're exciting and they make you unique. They should be at the front, not at the back. Any activity that demonstrates you taking initiative, having commitment and perseverance, those activities and achievements should be in the front. Running a marathon, for example, that qualifies. Being a healthcare advocate for your ailing family member. This qualifies. 
Although you may want to put that in your personal statement. Regarding format, I like the double AMC format and I will include the link to this in the show notes. Many of those fields you may not be able to complete because it's intended for academic faculty, but it provides enough detail for you to get started on how to organize your activities and accomplishments. Now, when we talk about accomplishments, that leads us to tip number four. Now is the time for you to be feeling yourself. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. Yes, we want you to hype yourself up. Now, I don't mean over embellish or lie. That doesn't tend to be our issue as women of color. If anything, we are constantly undermining, undervaluing, underestimating our contributions. Now, it may be time for you to gather data for you to be able to prove to yourself that you indeed made a difference. If prior to volunteering at a food kitchen, a hundred people are fed. And after the food kitchen implemented maybe a system that you had, or you connected them to a new sponsor, now 400 people are fed. That is meaningful and should be outlined in your CV in shorthand as such. If you're on social media and you've been doing a lot of teaching and educating and highlighting certain issues, get those numbers. Share that on your CV, the issues that you care about. Get the numbers and get the data and put that on your CV. Now is the time for you to stand up and shine bright, not cower in a cave and say, "Eh, don't look at me, don't look at me, nothing to see here. No, We want to see it. We want to see you. And the only way to do that is for you to be confident that you are bringing value everywhere you go. It's just a matter of showing on your CV, you know, what does that value look like? But now is not the time to be shy. So in summary, the four tips for a standout CV, standout in a good way. (laughs) One, organize your CV, prioritizing the activities that showcase those skills we care about as an anesthesiologist, which are problem solving, detail orientation, and outstanding communication. Two, quality over quantity. Three, order matters. Have the important stuff towards the front of the CV as much as you can. And four, feel yourself be proud. You are doing it, girl. Anyone holding your CV should be snapping their fingers saying, yes, yes. Don't leave any room for anyone to doubt your greatness or uniqueness. If there's no preformed category for for those experiences and achievements that make you unique, then make a category. The CV is supposed to help organize your achievements and accomplishments. You're, you don't leave the good stuff out to fit some preformed CV format. If it doesn't, if the category is not there, you write a heading for it. Repeating the words of Dr. Seuss, why fit in when you were born to stand out? And I charge you to stand out in the CV. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Sivo Sisters. If you love this episode as much as I did, head on over and rate and subscribe so you don't miss out. 
New episodes drop every week on a Monday because we all can use a little something, something to get us through the week. Am I right? I'd love to hear more from you on the topics that you want to hear. So let me know in the comments. This is Dr. Peterson signing off. See you next time.